Yeah, sure. Um, so what I want to talk about today, um, and we all know that, hey, look, for those people who know me anyway, I love talking about tech and all that sort of stuff. And it's, um, you know, and helping people out, you know, we're Microsoft partners, we focus in that space, right? So and we see lots of different things um, for different sorts of organizations um, around that. But one thing that we encounter the most, right, one of the things that we encounter the most around um, what we do is, oh, um, that's expensive, or we can't afford that, or I don't see the value in that, right? Um, and what I want to sort of cover off is, and Jeanette was going to launch into it, and I wish she had um, had the opportunity to talk about hiring people, right? Because this is the, this would have been a fantastic segue into that. And if you are in the position of hiring someone, whether they're a VA, they're a consultant um, that you bring in uh, as a contractor or they're an employee, there's always a consideration around what that individual is going to cost and what value you need to get from that person coming in, right? So if we go about hiring someone, we've got obviously their salary, we've got superannuation, insurances, any other legal stuff associated with that to factor in the cost of that. The next things we factor in is the um, the tools of their trade that they're going to need. You know, if they're a tradie, they've got the toolbox and everything else and how that's going to be supplied. But in a um, you know professional services-based organisation, that's their laptop, their smartphone, and all the other software licences and things that need to be able to set up, right? So we go and uh, acquire that. But in um, or prior to COVID, the other thing we used to do is, where is that person going to sit? We're going to get them a desk, right? Now, all of the things I've talked about, we don't ban an eyelid. We just know that that's the cost of getting that employee in and productive and up to speed to deliver value and start generating revenue for us or solving those particular problems. Yet, if we go back to that desk that we didn't think think about at all we just said we're just going to need to get a desk let's say it costs you 250 dollars a month to put that individual at a desk so that they can be productive and we didn't think twice about if that desk fails right and stops working what do you do well we saw what happened with the pandemic you just work from home you find another desk it's not a big deal it's very quick and they're productive and they're not really going to be losing anything the other thing is, is that the desk in itself, other than allowing them to do their work, isn't really helping them beyond providing a space to work in. It's not actually helping them add more value to your business. It's just allowing them to get their job done. So when we think about it and all these things and services that we've got around to support our team members to be productive, and we come back to that technology. If that technology stopped working, their laptop um, started puffing blue smoke, right? How much of an impact is it going to be to your business whilst that device isn't available? How easy is it for you to replace that device? Let's say it's not as catastrophic and it's your email application stops working. How long before you stop, start losing money? What are you going to do and who are you going to call to be able to get that functional again? Right? So what 
you would normally do is you go, oh, okay, I need to go and call someone to help. Now, in the case of Alan, for example, he'll generally will give me a shout and say, Andy, can you help me out? And, you know, but that's because there's already an established partnership. As your business grows, you need to think about all of these other things that you need to add to support that individual that you're hiring. What I'm arguing is, is that if you're not considering including tech support in your business planning, when you're hiring someone, you're doing yourself and your team members a disservice. Because sure, let's say Outlook stops working, right? As an example, or what other app stops working. You can go and Google it if your PC is still working and then try to work out how to get that working again. Let's say, for example, it takes you four hours to sort that out. And you faff around and you swear at your computer and you're beating your head against that. Wouldn't it be better that if you could call someone with five minutes, they're jumping on your computer, fixing that up and getting you operational again. Isn't that better use of your time, your team members' time, that you're charging out at $250 an hour? So for the same price of what it costs you to get a um, desk where they can work that's not helping them fix problems or solve things, they're just allowing them to work, you can get the same service for that same individual that actually saves them time and stops them wasting time on Google or otherwise when something doesn't work. So, yeah, okay, yes, I'm arguing that you need to go and get tech support, but we should be considering this type of thing within your business. What are you doing to help your team? Now, here's another little nugget of that. When you're going and choosing a tech support partner, there's lots of different styles. Are there? There's the style of those organizations that will just fix things when it breaks. And that's good. You need at least that basic stuff. And you can get that for a very small fee um, by prepaid hours. Something's broken. You've got someone to call and they can go and fix that. It's like you call your plumber when you, your, um, your water heater blows up, right? You've got someone that you can call and trust to be able to do that. But how do you actually empower those individuals to be able to do more? Do you send them on training courses? Viable option. But often with the training courses, it's very generic. Um, do you just leave them to fend for themselves? Now, I know Jay does this quite a lot. Um, when he's trying to work things out, he spends time researching um, what's going on. But he also has um, Dre that he leans on to ask questions on how I can solve this more efficiently. Now, I've known clients that have spent, uh, that have gone on um, training courses, two days to learn about a particular thing, um, yet still they knew all about that particular product, but they didn't necessarily know how to solve that problem. Then they spent another two weeks on Google, um, reading blogs, watching videos, trying to solve these things. Meanwhile, they're not delivering what it is you need them to deliver. They're not selling your services. They're not servicing your clients. They're not helping your business grow. Wouldn't it be cool if you could just call someone else and say, hey, I've got this idea or this problem I'm trying to solve. Have you got some suggestions? Where do we start? 
And if you're really looking at tech support, yes, there's the break fix stuff. But what you're looking for or what you should be looking for is a partner, someone you can call to say, I have this particular problem. Have you got some suggestions on where I should go to start? That's not necessarily saying they're going to go and deliver it, but it gives you an idea and saves that two weeks wasted effort. You know, if you've got a legal issue and you've got and you want to go and trademark something or you're thinking of putting a new brand, like what we've heard today, you'd call someone like Jeanette to go, hey, I'm thinking of branding this. She can very quickly identify here's the five things you should consider before picking a name. You know, in the case of Ben, same sort of thing. If we want to go and write some copy, he can give you five quick tips on what sort of content and what sort of information to be able to produce really great content. Yeah, in my case, from a tech support side of things, it's about five quick things that you could do to save yourself some time and not waste a lot of effort. In some cases, maybe even save you tens of thousands of dollars a year in buying a product that you didn't necessarily need. And I've got lots of examples where I work with existing clients to actually do that. You're paying $2,000 a month, but you've got the functionality here. Why don't we save that money and put it somewhere else? Tech support is more than just fixing stuff. It's about a partner that can save you time, money, and help your business grow. Anyway. That's me. So if you next time you're looking at um, this, make sure you consider tech support as something valuable in your business. So that's why I always recommend that you have that uh, sorted out before you start anything, like you've been saying, Andy, so that you've got, you know what's there, you know who to call, you can be back on air faster and you've got so, uh, confidence in the person that you're, you're calling. Yeah.